the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church, where we minister in the spirit of excellence under the leadership of our anointed senior pastor, Bukas Sterling III. Please stay tuned at the end of this broadcast for information on how to obtain a copy of today's message in its entirety. And now, stay tuned for the conclusion of last week's message. I'm trying to help somebody right here because maybe that's your situation this morning. Maybe you're looking at your life. Maybe you're looking at our world situation. Maybe you're looking at the pandemic. Maybe you're looking at the social injustices. Maybe you're looking at a job or maybe you're looking at a marriage. I don't know what it is, but, and you've been crying out to God and you've been having hope in God, but your hope seems to get dashed because at every turn, it seems like is getting worse and worse and worse. Can I tell you this? And I know it sounds cliche-ish, but sometimes it has to get worse before it gets better. Uh, Or at least it seems like it's getting worse. But watch this in the text. They have hope in the word of God because God has said these things. God said, I'm coming to kill all the firstborn in Egypt. I'm going to wipe out not just the firstborn children, but I'm going to wipe out all the firstborn of their cattle. I'm going to wipe out all the firstborn of their sheep. I'm going to wipe out all the firstborn of their oxen. I'm even going up to Pharaoh's house and I'm taking his firstborn. Now, for you and I, that may not mean a whole lot because we don't, We don't operate under the same firstborn system, but to take out the firstborn of Pharaoh means you're taking out his his heir child, his preferred child. And so God, in essence, says, I'm taking out the preferred. I'm taking out the heir. I'm taking out the first. And and there's a reason for this. I, I can't put it all together for you right now, but I've got to remove the first so that I can be first, if I can say it that way. And God is working something out, but his word comes to them as a means of assurance that I'm going to do what I said I can do. You can have hope. You can deposit hope in what I said I am going to do. Now, we've learned something that we can't put our hope in men because when we put hope in men, men will disappoint us. Men's Words don't always come to pass. They make promises and they go back on them. But we've got a God who's not like man. He does not lie. And what he says he's going to do, he always does. Lord Jesus. When he said to Abraham, as much as it seemed impossible, Abraham, I'm going to make your descendants as the 
sand on the seashore. It seemed impossible to Abraham at that time, but here we are looking at Israel, a nation that has now blossomed and grown so large that if you had told Abraham, these were all your children, Abraham, but all of these came from Abraham, from Isaac, and through Jacob, and now all of these are as greatly numbered as the sand on the seashore because the word of God said it was going to happen. And I want to encourage somebody today that you can put your hope in deliverance when God said he's going to do it. When his word says he's going to do something, he's going to do what he said he's going to do. Help me, God. When he says, I will keep those in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on me, he will be and he'll do exactly what he said he's going to do. When he said, I will never leave you, nor will I forsake you. Our God, he'll do what he said he's going to do. I know mama has gone on and I know daddy has gone on but the Lord, he said I'm not going to leave you. He's always there. When he said in his word, weeping may endure for a night but joy is coming in the morning. He's a God of his word. He ain't like man to tell you a lie but joy shown up is coming. When he told uh, them in Israel uh, how if I lay down my life uh, in three days later, I'm coming back and I'm going to pick it up again. You can take him at his word because whatever he said he's going to do, I declare he's going to do it. I know it might seem impossible, but if he says I'm going to deliver you, you can put it in the bank. You can cash that check. You can be assured it's going to come to pass because whatever he said he's going to do, he can do and he will do. So we can put hope in his word, in the very word of God, because the word of God is secure. And we can hope in the words that he declares unto us. And so for Israel, he has spoken to them over and over again. And he said to them, still in chapter 11, he says, even though this deaf angel is coming, but against none of the children of Israel shall a dog move its tongue. In other words, not even a dog in Israel is going to lose the firstborn. Against man or beast, that you may know that the Lord does make a difference between Egyptians and Israel. Whoo, Jesus, y'all should have shouted right about this. Somebody should have ran around the bedroom. You should be glad that God makes a difference between those who belong to him and those who don't. Stay here with me. Some people would take this passage and, and make it racial. This is not racial. This is relational. This is God saying, I make a difference between those whom I have a relationship with and those who I don't. Israel is God's relational children. Egypt is not. Lord have mercy. Far too many of us are making all of our differences based on race. This ain't got nothing to do with race. Our deliverance is not an issue of race. Our deliverance is a, a, an issue of relationship. 
God said, I'm trying to deliver you, Lord have mercy, from not having a relationship with me. And you're perverting the issue by trying to make it black and white and Mexican and Asian, Hispanic. Has nothing to do with that. My deliverance for you has to do with delivering you from ultimate destruction. I know it's painful. I know it's tough going through the things that you go through, but there's something tougher that's coming down the road called the judgment of God. And I came to deliver you from that. Now, let me see if I can walk us through this last piece because this is where the rubber hits the road. Because hope of deliverance not only should be based on our history of God and based on the words of God, we can have hope based on the word of God, but finally, because of the blood of the Lamb. Lord Jesus, we can have hope in the blood of the Lamb of God. It's in chapter 12. Chapter 12, picking up around verse 3, I guess it is, because the Lord is speaking. He's talked to Israel. Tell them what, I'm, what he's going to do and, and let Moses know what's going to happen. And around verse 3, he says, now, Moses, this is what I need you to do. He says, I want you to speak to all the congregation of Israel. Say to them, this is what I need you to do. I want you, everybody to go out and get a lamb on the 10th of this month. This, this is going to be the brand new year for you. Things are ready to start all over for you. It's going to be new life for you. He says, go get a lamb. Everybody get a lamb on the 10th of the month. One lamb for every house. And if it's a small number of people in the house, then they can share with their neighbors next door. But enough, enough so that everybody would have some. Watch this. And he says, now, I, I need everybody to keep their lamb. Now, watch this, because... <clears throat> The, the hope in the blood of the Lamb of God is what is of the utmost criticality in terms of deliverance. And, and here are the components, okay, that we, we, we have as we walk through the text. First, if you're going to be delivered, everybody needs to have a lamb. Look at verse number five. The lamb shall be without blemish. It's got to be a male lamb of the first year. You can take him from sheep or goat. Doesn't matter to me. Watch this here. I want you to see the criteria that he lays out. First of all, everybody, everybody who's going to be delivered has to have a lamb. And it can't be any old kind of lamb. Don't just go getting the lame lamb and the broke up lamb and the defective lamb. No, it's got to be a lamb without spot. Or wrinkle, it's got to be a lamb without blemish. If you're going to get delivered from this death angel that's coming, stay here with me. I want to translate this from Israel's history to what God is really talking about. Because what we're literally looking at in this text is a foreshadow of what's coming in the future. Lord have mercy. It's a model, if I can say it that way. Of what God is ultimately going to do to bring deliverance to his people. So if you're going to get delivered from the death angel that is yet to come. From the judgment of God that is yet to come. Then you need a lamb. And the lamb has to be without blemish. This is why Muhammad won't work. Because he's not without blemish. This is why Buddha, Confucius, John Smith won't work. You can't cover your 
poached with their blood. No, you need the blood of a lamb who does not have blemishes. Watch this. He had to to wait until the appointed time to kill the lamb. Verse 6 says, on the 14th day. You buy him on the 10th day, but you can't slaughter him until the 14th day at twilight. Lord, help me, Jesus. So in other words, the lamb, he could only be slaughtered at an appointed time. I'm reminded in John chapter 7 when the Pharisees and the scribes and the Jews were trying to kill Jesus. And Jesus slept away. When he snuck away from them, he says, it's not yet my time. Because he knew that the lamb could only only be slaughtered at the appointed time. Lord, help me, Jesus. This is just a foreshadow of what God was trying to show us that was yet to come. Then he told them, he says, look, in verse number seven, he says, the blood is no good. In other words, you slaughtered a lamb, but I need you to do something with the blood. It ain't no good just to have a slaughtered lamb if you don't use the blood of the lamb. Lord Jesus, everybody walking around talking about, I'm a Christian. I'm a child of God. Well, if you haven't taken the blood and put it on the doorpost of your heart, if you're not covered in the blood of the lamb, when the death angel comes, he won't pass over. How do you know that preacher? Because the word of God says, when I come, the blood, help me God, is going to be a sign over you if you're covered in the blood. I'll see the blood. Help me God. I'm so glad that Jesus has a way. He's got vision. Even though we don't have it, he's got vision to see who's covered in the blood. You might be covered in your church doctrine. You might be covered in your degrees. You might be covered in your eloquency of speech, in your ability to fool people. But you can't fool God because when he comes, he's looking for the blood. And when I see the blood, I'll pass over. When I see the blood, I won't bring judgment. When I see the blood, I'll let you live and not die. When I see the blood, I'll know you belong to me. I'm coming looking for the blood. Nothing but the blood can deliver me. I'm glad Martin Luther King and all the others marched in D.C. I'm glad for everybody who's done great things in the history of the world. I'm glad that you love me and I love you no matter what color we are. But I came to let you know I love ain't nothing without the blood you march all day but it won't protect you from the judgment that's yet to come we've got to march covered in the
the blood. We've got to march up the hills of Zion. We've got to march to that beautiful city. Yeah! 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 Marching up to Zion, that beautiful city of Zion, because my deliverance is coming through the blood of the Lamb. It's not coming through legislative changes. It's not coming through governmental organizations. It's not coming based on who's in the White House. My deliverance, your deliverance, it's coming through the blood. Nothing but the blood. Nothing but the blood. It will never lose its power. Yeah! 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 You want hope of deliverance? You better put your hope in the blood. Covered in the blood. Washed in the blood. I'm glad that our deliverance is in the blood of the Lamb. That Lamb of God who came to take away all the sins of the world when the children of Israel put the blood of the lamb on the doorposts of their houses and on the lentils of the houses they ate in the Bible says that night when the judgment of God came in came in and he took all the firstborn he just took their life one after another after another he just took them because there can only be one firstborn. Guess who becomes the firstborn? Jesus Christ himself. In other words, I'm God. Nobody else. I'm the one. I'm the heir of God. The rightful ruler and king. So Jesus Christ becomes. He is the firstborn of God came to take away the sin of the world that he might deliver us all but from the final plague which is death final plague that we will face I know we're facing all kinds of plagues and pandemics and epidemics facing all kinds of turmoil and confusion hatred final plague if I can use that term that we have to face is death I don't care how successful you are in making it through all the other things. When you breathe your last breath, you got to give account to God. You got to deal with that death angel. Question is, will God see the blood on your heart, on your life, that he might pass over you? In other words, if I can say it this way, when the Lord looks at you, he sees the perfection of his son. Because when you take the blood of the lamb, wash in it, accept Jesus as your Savior and Lord, you're washing in the blood. He, he washes you and cleans you up, sanctifies you, gives you an eye. Blood transfusion takes out the sinfulness of us and puts in the righteousness of God. So when God sees you and me, what he literally sees is the blood of his son which is righteous and holy. Therefore, we are connected with him, adopted in him, 
We're his children. But if you're disconnected from him, if you're not covered in the blood of the lamb. Now watch this. Now, because I know a lot of people, they just hanging out close to the blood. Okay? That's not enough. It's not enough to be close to the blood. You need to be covered in the blood. Just because you go to church, you might be close to the blood. But if you're not covered in the blood, that ain't doing you no good. If you had killed your lamb and left your bucket outside with your lamb's bucket outside, that didn't cover your house. If you slay the lamb, the lamb is slayed and the blood is there and the blood is available, it's available to you. But instead of you taking it into yourself, instead of you accepting what he did for yourself, and you just say, well, I think that's something for my kids, that's something for my wife, that ain't for me, or that's for my husband, that's not for me. Then watch this, when the judgment comes, it passes over your wife, it passes over your children, but it's going to kill you. And that judgment, that ultimate death that the Lord is pointing to is what we are familiar with in terms of going to hell or the lake of fire. God does not want us destroyed. He wants to deliver us. And there's hope in deliverance. Put your hope in the history of God, the history you have with God. Put your hope. Let it be stirred up by the history you have with God. Let it be stirred up by the word of God. He said, I come to give you life that you may have it more abundantly. Confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised me from the dead. His word said, you shall be saved. Put your, put your hope in that. And when the end comes, you'll be with him. Put your hope ultimately in the blood of the lamb. Because it's the blood of the lamb that's going to ultimately deliver us from all the wickedness, wretchedness, and sinfulness of this world. And allow us to unite with God. Father in heaven, thank you for your word today. Thank you for pointing us through to know there is hope of deliverance. We might experience mild progressions and successes in this world, but ultimately, God, you've already created another place for us. You said you're coming again to receive us unto yourself that where you are, we may be also. So, Spirit of the Lord, I'm praying that everyone under the sound of my voice has already made preparation. They have already been covered in the blood. They've already washed their heart and the lentils of their home in the blood. So that when you come, you'll see the blood on them. Welcome them into the kingdom of God. Father, if there's any that don't know you today, save them, draw them. Allow them to make a profession of faith that says, I need you. And I invite you into my heart. God, move their lips, move their heart to a place where they can ultimately experience deliverance from the sin that has us bound. 
and that they can prepare themselves for the way that is yet ahead. I know, God, that death is coming. Judgment is coming. And all those who are not covered in the blood of the Lamb, they shall be destroyed. So, Lord, let not, not one listening to my voice miss out on this privileged opportunity to invite you into their heart that you would save them. Have your way, God, in the midst of each and every situation, in the midst of each and every life. Have your way. We just commit it all to you. Even our troubles of today, we put it in your hands. Have your way, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. You have been listening to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church under the leadership of Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III, where we minister in the spirit of excellence. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Financial contributions in support of this ministry are welcome. We thank you in advance for uniting with us in Kingdom Building. For a copy of this sermon on CD or to hear this message again on the web, please visit our website at KetteringMinistries.org and remember to reference the title or broadcast date. We hope that you have enjoyed our journey together and we invite you to join us for one of our Spirit-filled worship services Sundays at 8 a.m. or 11 a.m. at our new edifice called the Legacy Center located at 6909 Crane Highway, Upper Marlboro, Maryland. For additional information, go to our website at KetteringMinistries.org or contact our church office at 301-627-9500. Please join us again as Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III and the Kettering Baptist Church family minister in the spirit of excellence. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.